right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Gluck here on The Athletic. I'm along with my co-worker, Jordan Bianchi. Jordan, we are now just two weeks, two weeks from today. If all goes well, we will be talking about an actual race that actually happened. Man, I am like pretty pumped up about that. I gotta, I gotta be honest. Uh, not that there's, well, I was gonna say not that there's anything wrong with eye racing, but no, I'm kind of over the eye racing stuff, at least on TV. Uh, you know, more power to the people that want to play it, but personally, just like this Dover race that we uh, we watched today, um, it just, you know, I'm I'm just ready for real racing. That's all I can say, right? And I think iRacing has been a good substitute, and I think it's done a good job. And I thought today's race was very replicative of what Dover's like in real life. But like you, I'm ready for the real thing. I'm, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be covering a real-world sport again. And I'm anxious to see how this unfolds because, there's honestly, there's a lot more questions than answers right now. I think NASCAR coming back is, is certainly... I don't know if I have my 100% on board with it. I understand why they're doing it. I understand why they feel they can do it. Um, but I'm interested to see how this all plays out. And I think there's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see this all unfold over the next few weeks. Well, let's touch on that. I mean, we can mention, obviously, you know, that William Byron did win the iRace today, uh, you know, since this is technically the post-race podcast. Um, other than that, you know, I think they're going to run North Wilkesboro le- next week, it looks like. So that, that could be kind of interesting for their finale. Mm-hmm. But um, IndyCar had its finale. It was craziness, you know, people wrecking uh, all over the place at IMS at the end. Obviously, people race different when there's no consequences, right? There's no consequences, at least for, you know, your your personal safety or the equipment that you're tearing up. So, um, you know, we, we kind of see that on display. But, um, you know, as, as far as the real world stuff, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you where I'm I'm torn on them actually doing it because obviously like there's a lot of health risks involved and it seems a little bit early to, um, you know, bring hundreds of people, perhaps more, um, to one place, any location all at once. But at the same time, I'm so itching for racing and you look at their plan, you know, they had a 24 page plan that they gave, uh, gave out to teams or at least, um, I think the state of North Carolina, they, they had them review it. It looks good. I mean, on paper, yeah, you know, in theory, so I don't know. I mean, they've done, I, I give NASCAR credit, they have done, this isn't something they're just rushing into, and they've done their research, they have talked to the right people, they have put together a thorough, well-thought-out plan that they believe, that the experts that they have talking to believe is going to help minimize the risk, so good for them. I, I applaud them for doing this, I, I hope it works out, I hope no one else gets sick, and we'll see if it, if it actually comes to fruition and, and what happens over the next few weeks. Well, and... You know, I think there's a pretty high percentage chance that somebody's going to get sick. I mean, you can't. And I think, I think, you know, I think probably even NASCAR would say that. And and based on how they're doing their plan at the track, starting with Darlington in, in a couple of weeks, um, you know, I think they're preparing for that. You know, by sort of they're, they're going to group of haulers, sort of um, in pod type areas, bubble type areas, where you know the haulers will be spaced apart, but even the haulers themselves will be sort of divided up. So if one crew member gets sick in that area, in theory, it wouldn't have, you know, uh, impact everybody in the whole garage. You know, they're going to do things like they're going to have the hauler doors open. Uh, the driver's not going to be in the hauler. The driver's going to get the track, go straight to the motorhome, which are going to be parked at a different place. They're not going to be interacting with the team. You know, they'll just walk to pit road. You know, the, the spotters are going to be spaced out a- across the top of the grandstand you know, not on the spotter stand, all, all close together. 
there's going to be one-way paths through the garage, you know, where you can't cross with anybody else. You know, everybody's going to have to wear masks. I'm sure I'm forgetting other stuff, but like yeah, you testing said. In, the, yeah, testing ahead. in and out, out of the track, which is a big thing. Um, yeah. Well, not not real testing, but. Not, not testing, but uh, temperature test. Yeah, like sort of a symptom check or whatever, which, you know, that and that's a problem, right? Uh, that's sort of the concern is that th- there's not testing available. They They even said there's. There's not enough tests, and they don't want to use the tests that are out there on on NASCAR when healthcare workers and people like that need them. So, um, you know, they're going back without, and and we know that this virus is, you know, it, it can be present in, in people without symptoms at all. So people could be spreading it and not know it, and that's that's part of the danger. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I don't know. It seems like they've they've thought about a lot of these different things. So at least they're going to give themselves a chance to make this work. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I, I I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I get why NASCAR is doing it. Like you, I, I think it's a smidge early. But if if they can get the approval and they and they've gotten the approvals um, from people that are smarter than I am, I, okay, go for it. And you just hope it works out. And you hope the plan that they have, you know, is in place. And and I wonder on how the you know NASCAR said this week that you know people that are at the track they're going to encourage. That they don't go back to the shops, which which makes sense, but that's I don't know how realistic that is on a couple fronts. One, crew chiefs, no matter the team, like to be in the shops. They, they you know, and they can do a lot of work at home. I understand that, and they have been, but they like to be in the shops. They like to be hands on and involved. And now the crew chiefs are being told you're not, you, you got to stay home. And I also wonder the impact on the smaller teams. The, the, the a lot of these smaller teams, like Go Fast Racing, for example, has 18 full time employees. So they're taking what is the crew? Let's sixteen people, and that's including a pit crew. So they've got about, and, that, and they get that from Stuart House Racing. So let's just say there's about a, a ten people from Go Fast Racing that are going to be at the track. So that means they only got eight people back at the shop working during the week. That that's a tough strain on a small team. And uh, by the way, they've got to turn around some race cars pretty quick because you've got to race Sunday, then you got to race Wednesday, then you got to go race Sunday again, and then Wednesday. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to put a strain on how these teams operate. And I think it's going to put a strain on how people normally function and do their jobs. Now, obviously nothing is going to be perfect. The the situation, the circumstances being what they are, you have to make lemonade out of lemons and you're going to have to kind of cut some corners on some ways and have to find new ways to do things. And that's going to be the challenge. You know, I think at the end of the day, I think when the green flag flies at Darlington, I think it's going to be a sigh of relief for a lot of people. And like, hey, you know what? NASCAR's back. This is a great opportunity for for NASCAR. But we won't know, I don't think, for a few weeks, maybe even a couple months, if this was the right move. It's You really have to see just how things unfold and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm. It's it's it goes back to maybe selfish reasons, too. You know, I, I think... Um, you know, I, I want to see real racing as a viewer. I and I want to have something to talk about as a journalist. And, you know, so I'm I don't know. It's hard for me to separate those feelings more than usual. Um you know, the the sort of the, the excitement to see that back and have something like that. Um, you know, usually I'm I'm pretty good about staying objective, but this, you know, it's like you understand, you know, the whole industry and um how that could be affected if they don't go back racing and um, you know, just I think the the desire for real entertainment right now, real sports, real competition, obviously the, the desire to have um, something that 
that we are able to talk about uh, as from actual sports, you know, for our writing, for our podcast, things like that, you know, and then the mix of like, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, you're, you're going to feel it's going to be a whole different story. Like you said, if somebody gets sick and people bring this back to their families, people bring it back to the shops, like you, you laid out with talking about the people who, who will have to go back. So I don't that know. To me is, yeah. And I know I look at other sports and I look at what the NBA is talking about, the NHL is talking about major league baseball. And they're talking about, you know, basically bringing their leagues to select cities and quarantining them and, and just doing, you know, they're basically putting this bubble up where they be able to, to operate and not have to go home. You know, you can't do that with NASCAR. And that's the thing you, you mentioned it is, you know, if someone's at the track, they're going home to their families. And, and then it's just, you, you, you think about the domino effect from that and the implications. And I wonder too, if a driver gets sick an hour before the race, what's going to happen? I mean, is, I mean, is there, is there going to be standby drivers available? I, I just, these are the things I wonder about and that they, the, the potential implications of what could happen on, on the, on, you know, not only in the, um, the macro and in the world implications of, you know, somebody getting sick, but what happens to a team if all of a sudden they lose their driver 30 minutes before the race starts, then what? Yeah. I, I sort of see it as this, not really being a mixed bag. Like it's either going to go really well and it's going to be a major success that NASCAR was able to be the first sport back, the first major sport back in America. Um, and look, they're leading the way. Now other people are going to start to follow this model and yay for NASCAR. NASCAR's ratings are big. They have the spotlight, you know, they could own Memorial Day weekend with the Coke 600 where they've, they've sort of been forgotten at times by Indy 500 and, you know, internationally people are going to be paying attention to this. So if it works out great. And then like we talked about maybe an episode or two ago on this podcast, you know, if, if somebody gets sick and, and it, you know, it looks bad and it looks like they jumped the gun, then, you know, it's going to be sort of a laughing stock. Um, you know, you, you saw some of the comments people had sent me, um, you know, the sort of the national uh, outlets, you know, their coverage of, of this and, and saying, hey, NASCAR's going back racing, um, you know, the Hollywood Reporter and the, it made the CNN breaking news account, stuff like that. But then you look at the replies and a lot of people, obviously the general public who are not NASCAR fans are immediately jumping on this and going, wow, what a bunch of idiots, you know, stuff like that. So that that sort of element of it is going to be really strong if this doesn't work. So I don't see too much of a middle ground. I think it's going to go either really good or really bad in some ways. Um, I, I don't, I, I think, I feel like I've said, I don't know at the end of I don't think every sentence, I don't, but yeah, it, 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 we don't know. I mean, you know, and Steve O'Donnell, NASCAR's, you know, vice president of competition kind of said this their day, you know, joke, you know, he used the word fluid a lot, but you have to be because this is a very fluid situation with circumstances that frankly, none of us control we were just kind of, you just you kind of you have to roll with it and see what happens. So I keep saying we'll see, and that, that's exactly what it is, though. I just we don't know because we don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict this. Well, it's it's also going to be fascinating, absolutely fascinating to see. You know, after so many years of pushback for whatever reason, now we can't do midweek races. We can't. Mm-hmm. You know this this can't. We can't do one day shows at tracks. We can't do this. We can't do that. Not just from NASCAR, but from TV or the teams or. Whoever you you yeah. wanted to ask at various times of why things can't be done, now it is here. We are talking Wednesday night primetime races, everything one day shows, you know, uh, Xfinity on Monday nights and trucks on Tuesdays or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. um, 
you know, two races a week, everybody turning around their cars quickly. And, uh, it's going to be fascinating. We're going to see all these things that we had sort of thrown out or wished for in sort of like this fantasy. What would you do if you were the NASCAR, you know, leadership <laughs> or whatever? Now it's happening. Now we're going to see how it goes. Um, so even that element in itself, aside from just the racing, just to see how they can pull it off. Um, even under normal circumstances, it would be tough to pull off, but here, here we go. Um, I'm very excited to see that part of it. Just to sit down on a, on a Wednesday night and, and see no qualifying, racing. no practice. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I Absolutely am too wild. I, and I am. And I think that's, you know, if you're trying to find the, the silver lining in this situation, it's the fact that NASCAR has had to embrace things that they have, you know, for whatever reason there was just, it didn't, it didn't happen. You, you know, it didn't, it, we wanted midweek races, but for a lot of different reasons, it didn't happen. You wanted, you know, there was talk of it, it, how important is qualifying? Can we just line them up by reverse order of the points? Wouldn't that be cool to see Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch come from the back? Well, you know what? We might see that, and that's a cool thing. And sit down on a Wednesday night and just say, you know what? We're just going to watch some racing, and who cares about practice and qualifying and try different ideas? And you know what? Maybe we don't need all those guys at the at the at the racetrack every week. Maybe we, we can figure out a way to have these teams scale down their rosters a little bit and to figure out how to make this work. Maybe they can figure out a way to to race multiple times a week and turn around cars, and they don't need all these specialty cars, and they can just we'll figure this out. I like the attitude, and I like that. And I think if there's something that can come out of this that's a positive, it's that, you know what, it's okay to embrace the different. It's okay to just say, you know what, we're going to do this. It may, we may fail, but we are sure as hell going to try it. And and along that lines, too, shorter races. I mean... Yes, yeah, shorter um, race. 300-mile laps at Darlington, or 300-mile race at Darlington on a Wednesday night? Sign me up. And Charlotte, too. I mean, you know, you have the traditional race lengths. You know, you're, you're still going to have the 600. So that sort of checks that box for the fans who want to sit down and really sink their teeth into a four and a half hour race or whatever it is. Um, which, you know, obviously these days we, we don't have as much to do anyway, so that's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, to have a, uh, basically an Xfinity series rank race length at a intermediate track. I mean, people point out, I tweeted the other day, Oh, I'm excited for, you know, 500 K races and people are like, you mean like Phoenix that already happens? Yeah. I, I, I know that. I know that all, you know, road courses and stuff like that are even shorter, but when I was talking <laughs> about the intermediate tracks. I'm excited to see that work. And I don't think it's going to be, uh, to any detriment. I think it'll be exciting. People have to go. People can't ride. There's going to be an urgency from the start. Like you have with a, you know, you, when you know rain's coming or something like mm -hmm. that, that always makes for better racing. So, um, I'm very excited to see that. And, uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that this is really going to be something good. Um, I don't even really want to think about if somebody, you know, some, somebody on a crew or something was to get sick and pass away somehow from this. That, that would be so sad. And, and just, you know, we, we would feel like everybody jumped the gun and now, and now at what cost I, you know, that's a danger. And that, and that's sort of the, that's sort of the problem with, with everybody, you know, sort of rushing to reopen before the curve is really, you know, started going down or whatever, or before there's enough testing or before there's, there's a vaccine. And I, I you know, it's, it's just this, this tug of war, you know, you, you, you want to be able to go out and live your normal life again. This sucks. This whole thing sucks, you know, but it's like, what's, what's the risk? What's the cost? So it's just, and everybody, each state seems to be balancing that differently um, doing it different ways. And I don't think we know the right answer for sure yet. You know, there hasn't been a proven 
what happens if we do this yet? We'll find out. Everybody's going to find out together, but it's just, oh man, this is just crazy, crazy, strange times. But I, I do feel an excitement and optimism that, uh, you know, NASCAR is going to be giving us something real to talk about. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm literally counting down the days. I'm excited. I, I think it's like, I, I really share your sentiment across the board. And, you know, to me, this in some respects, I was having this conversation with somebody this week is kind of reminds me of old school NASCAR is you've got a bunch of races in the Southeast. You got a bunch of, a couple of races a week, you know, teams are traveling in, they pull up race, go home. And then a few days later they race again. It just has like this old school feel to it to me. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about something else. Um, aside from just, the the races coming up because, um, I guess I just want to flash back for a minute. Daytona 500, um, the delayed, postponed Daytona 500 uh, evening. I was walking from the track to the hospital, Halifax Medical Center, and I, on my phone, was writing what I thought was an obituary, in just in case for Ryan Newman. We didn't know. I was actually, I was actually kind of writing one myself for a news story. Yeah, and we didn't know what was. Uh, what was going down, but we thought it was pretty bad. Everything, all the in- indicators seemed like it was really bad. I had a terrible feeling. So if somebody had stopped me on the street that night as I was walking to the hospital and said, hey, buddy, uh, great news. I've come from the future. And in five races from now, uh, or maybe four, is it four? Yeah, four races from now. He'll miss four races, yep. Yeah. Um, Ryan Newman will be back in the car, uh, cleared to race, and he will be in the field with Matt Kenseth. Uh, I would be like, okay, <laughs> know, there are too many pe- crazy people <laughs> around here in Daytona Beach. Too many wackos. I'm out of here. I'm crossing the street. I'm going the other way because that would have sounded absolutely insane to me. Um, I just couldn't have seen a circumstance where either of those things were, were going to go down. Not to mention uh, Matt Kenseth replacing a guy, uh, one, one of NASCAR's star drivers who was fired for uh, saying the N word on a video game. I mean, just the, the amount of crazy that has happened so far is really hard to believe, but here we are. I mean, Matt Kenseth announced, uh, as coming back to replace Kyle Larson. I, you know, I guess I, I'd heard candidates flown, thrown out there. Obviously we hear about Ross Chastain. You know, I thought maybe if they went the safe, the safe route, it would be McMurray. No, they went Mm -hmm. a different direction. They, they brought back Kenseth. I was so shocked by that one um i didn't see that really coming jordan what what were your thoughts on that you know i was i was starting to hear grumblings that you know the news was coming and you know i was texting with some folks and they said it, it you know ganassi went with the safe pick and i and i think i shared this with you and, and i think we both kind of thought well it's mcmurray you know well they went with the safe pick i mean kenseth is a safe pick but, but that was not where the direction i thought they were headed in i thought considering the circumstances i thought they did a really good job Ross Chastain is committed to run the Xfinity Series champion for the Xfinity Series championship this year, and there were there were sponsor questions about how that was being able to pull that off, and could he done both you know both the Cup and Xfinity and given it the proper attention, that was going to be a challenge. And so if you you can't go that route and you can't get a driver in the 42 car who you know is going to be in there week in week out, where which direction do you go in? Well, take a look at the drivers that are out there and available. You tell me who would you want in your race car? There's not a lot of candidates that really are sexy. I mean, Car- if you can get Carl Edwards out of retirement, great. But Carl's given no indication that that's going to happen. And he actually, in fact, turned down Chip Ganassi's offer. So I-, I think Matt 
does I think Matt's the right choice at the right time. He brings stability. He brings a driver. I know he's you know 47. 48, he's up there in eight, yeah. 48. So you know, yeah, he's a, he's advancing age, and he, maybe he's not he's not in his prime anymore by any means. But I think he is a driver who's going to be able to give you what you're looking for, at, at, you know, as a substitute, especially at the last minute. And he's a perfect bridge for whatever decision Ganassi, you know, makes for 2021. So I think they did a really good job, all things considered. Yeah, and and obviously he's not in his his prime uh, driving wise. Um, our, our colleague David Smith laid that out in a in an article on the Athletic, and and that's understandable. But he's in great shape. He's been running marathons. Um, you know, he, he's he's obviously capable. Now he's going to jump into a car. Um, not only that he's never driven, but with a package that he's never driven, and he's not going to have no any practice. practice. Yeah, <laughs> he's going and no qualifying. He's going to show up at Darlington. You know, drive down from his house, uh, show up there. And he's going to walk to pit road, get in a car and <laughs> fire it up and go off into turn one with, without having race. I mean, this is just going to be something. I love it. I love it. This is, this is just hopping. This is like old school, man. You see drivers hop in race cars all the time and do things like this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool. Um, it, It'll be interesting to see, to have him back. It'll be interesting for that, that storyline. And, and I do agree that, you know, you, you know, you, with a guy, when you have a situation where, okay, you just had a high-profile incident that really upset sponsors. You know, racial slurs involved. Oh my gosh! You want a guy who is going to be like the least controversial guy. And aside from um, you know wrecking Joey Logano at Martinsville, um, Matt Kenseth really hasn't done too many controversial things that I can think of. So he's not going to embarrass the sponsors. He's not going to you know do anything that's you know draws somebody's ire. I don't think. Um, you know he's going to be coming and be solid, and and I think, like you said, it's that's the best choice you can make, especially in that circumstance. You know, yeah, it's you know Brad Keselowski, by the way, would disagree that Matt has never done anything controversial besides wrecking Joy Logano. Because remember Charlotte, the motorhomes or the the motorhome or the uh, hauler lot. That's true. Oh yeah, I was right there, pretty much. Yeah. So yes, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah. No, it's it's good, you know. And the question is, is what does Ganassi do for twenty twenty one? Obviously, Ross stains out there, and I, and I said this beginning of the year. I think if Ross can have a, a big year in the Xfinity series, win multiple races, and really firmly show that he is ready for that next opportunity, I think he's somebody that you're. He's obviously going to get looked at. But there's a lot of names out there, and now Ganassi's a player, and they obviously probably were going to be a player anyway because it seemed like Kyle Larson was going to move on. But they need. They need to really hit that next hire big time because they they've got to get some stability there and get a driver in place that they can build around for the future. Because Kurt Busch is you know going to go into his last year of his deal. You don't know how much longer he's going to continue to race full time. So they need a home run hire, and this really does you know un- underscore the fact that um, Ganassi is going to have to make some tough decisions and figure out what they want to do. Yeah, and what do you expect out of? out of Ryan Newman. I mean, are you expecting that he's going to come in and, and be competitive? I mean, he's only missed a few races, but, um, obviously had a head injury. Um, you know, he's been cleared. So you'd think he's, he's fine. He he did test at Darlington, uh, as you have said. Um, so I, I don't really know. I mean, what are you thinking? I, I don't really have a great feel for it other than I can't see him coming in and running great right away. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's going to depend on the cars and how fast the Roush Fenway racing cars are. If the speed is there, I think Ryan's going to be okay and he can get some good results. But have we seen much out of those cars this year? They've been okay. Um, you know, to me, 
you know, the question I always ask is, you know, when drivers in a bad wreck like that and has had injuries is how quickly can you come back and put that out of your mind and focus and refocus and recalibrate and say, you know what, I, I can't worry about that. That was, a, you know, whatever that was, that's beyond me, behind me. And I'm just going to look forward. We, we've seen drivers come back from injury and immediately have great success. Kyle Busch, for example, we've seen drivers have serious crashes and, and scary crashes and get hurt and they've come back and frankly they weren't the same driver so i don't know what, what ryan newman's mindset is i know that he's a very is it fair to call ryan stubborn I, I think that'd be fair to say stubborn you know determined person and so knowing that i think he's going to be out there to show that he you know he's he's the same old ryan newman again but you know there, there's going to be some question marks yeah what else uh what else from this week uh, did you want to uh talk about is there anything that you was on your mind for this week that we didn't touch on that we should make sure is in this podcast for all our our wonderful listeners jordan nothing comes to mind it's been you know i will say this you know the last six seven weeks have been crazy and i didn't expect this to be like this when you know back in atlanta and everything was going on i i wondered what the heck are we gonna you know talk about what are we going to cover what are we going to write about and i thought for the first couple weeks we'd be okay and then it would be like okay well (laughs) all right we're gonna have to figure this out now it hasn't been like that and it's it's been a weird time for sure but it's been crazy it's just been it's been newsy it's been a whirlwind um i i look i welcome the return of racing to maybe get some return to normalcy a little bit and to kind of get back into a rhythm um because i i just feel like personally the last six seven weeks have just been a roller coaster Jordan, of course, speaking of our listeners, um, we need to check in and see if anybody played you on Words with Friends, played you as Big Word J, all spaces. I've gotten some questions about that. You're not Big Word J, all one word. It's it's big no. space, word, space, J. Have any of our yeah. listeners played you, and uh, how did they do? Uh, I played some listeners. I won every match but one and then i got revenge on that match so it, it's been good it's been a good week who who beat you can you do you know you remember their name mm, not off the top of my head no but i got you know it's just Jeez, you know, they all promised, up after a while we promised them a shout out uh well, for hang beating on, you hey, and okay hang on let me pop up the thing here i wish you'd play again you, you should tell everybody why you quit why i quit it was taking too much time on my screen time i uh no i i i have other i have other priorities here jordan in fact my screen time this week was down 8% compared to last week. And I bet a large part of that was taking words of friends off my phone. So uh, in, in addition, nice weather we've been having here in Colorado. So um, yeah, that's I, I just don't have time for that and the, the frustration that goes along with that, especially getting my butt kicked by you over and over again. <laughs> uh, a listener named Josh beat me once this week. But then again, I just want to uh, you know say again, I did get my revenge. Okay. Josh, well, what's, what's, you have any more information on who this Josh is? Josh M. That's all I know. Okay. All right, Josh, congratulations to you for beating Big Word J. What was this? Did he beat you by a lot or did he barely beat you? No, he beat me like by two points. It was, oh, okay. no, it was close. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep an he eye. He had to play the game of his life. Keep an eye on this. Uh, speaking of keeping an eye on things that I don't know if I wanted to keep an eye on, David Hasselhoff did the uh, <laughs> anthem for the virtual. Dover race. He looked good. And uh, he, he forgot to button his shirt or something. No, he did not forget to button his shirt. It was a stylish decision, and you have to respect that. I, I, there's a lot of backlash against the Hoff. He looked good. The man looked good. I don't know how old he's. He's getting to be in the 60s. I mean, you look like that. You know what? You should deserve to unbutton the shirt a little bit. Have some, you know, the man's got some style. Respect. 
Well, Jenna Fryer uh, pointed out on Twitter that you know his his uh, fashion decisions reminded of something you would do, um, most notably with the buttons. You're yeah, not. There have been okay. Go there, ahead. What's there your, have what's been your a defend few, yourself. There have been a few times, a handful of times, where I have I wear dress shirts and I like to you know leave a few buttons undone. I'm and I'm you know it's when you look this good, you like to show off a little bit. It's it's just the way it is. And Jenna, Jenna, I, I love Jenna. We love Jenna. Um, she, you know, likes to give. She likes to give me a hard time. She's kind of like my big sister in some respects. And she has made it very known um, on more than one occasion that you know, hey, you could you could probably button up a couple buttons there. Well, yeah, because I mean, most of the media in the media center. In fact, I would say all of the media, but you uh, would leave a maximum of one button unbuttoned just around the collar. You're like, ah, I'll just. No, I'll do it maybe halfway. Let the chest breathe. Let the let the chest breathe. I like you know you know. I'm just I'm sorry that the rest of my media brethren are just they have the bar so low and on fashion sense and that I just you know I'm trying to bring it. That's all. All right. Well, that's our um, we learned something about Jordan segment of the week. <laughs> Always learning something about Jordan, whether he doesn't like Christmas, doesn't like children, his stance on holidays like in general, doesn't like buttons, does like words with friends. And destroying people, um, possibly uh, got a dating proposal in a in our last Q and A on the Athletic. So, See, obviously, she she likes the fact that I don't like buttons. Apparently, so we're always learning something about Jordan. So that's that's your that's this week's segment. Who is Jordan Bianchi? Okay, there we go. All right. Well, Jordan, it's been a a good time talking to you once again. And again, just two weeks from today. We will be talking about real racing. That'll be very exciting here on the Teardown. Next week, we'll be back. Um, I guess we'll record it. I don't know if I'm going to record it on Mother's Day. No offense, Jordan. I actually have a child who I like, and she has a mother who I also like. So um, we might just record it Saturday or something like that. But we will have another podcast next week. Um, And then, like I said, two weeks from now, two weeks from today, it's Christmas. Oh, that's right. You don't like Christmas. So I shouldn't put it that way. But anyway. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.